All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Peacekeeper Podcast. This is my new podcast. Uh, I am Christian Puckett. Let's see here. Today is Thursday, November 10th, and I'm just sitting here in my living room. This is quite literally the most quiet I've had in a very long time. I don't get to experience this kind of um, peace very often. Actually, you know what's funny is that I bought this. Um, it's a audio mixing board. It's called a Roadcaster. I bought it off some guy on Craigslist, and you can pre-install these like audio bytes to go on these little buttons that you click. And so I was kind of just perusing through what he had on. Very, very interesting. Yo! E, that's just one of them. Here's another one. Yeah, yeah! Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's just so bad. I don't know what he was doing with this thing, but um, rest assured, I will not be using those those buttons anymore. Maybe I'll install some of my own, but they're not going to be like... Yeah, yeah! Maybe I'll have to record something like that. Oh, man. Um, okay, so this is a podcast that I'm starting today. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. I am i don't know what to expect going into it. What I'm thinking is that this is just going to be me venting into the ether for... 30 minutes to an hour once a week. Um, I am not trying to get any sort of like, I'm, I don't have like an angle or a goal or something I'm trying to achieve with this podcast other than this is a, this is going to be a practice for me. Um, this is, this is a discipline that, um, you know, I, I, I truly don't have the best communication skills. I can admit that, but that's something that I'm, I'm trying to actively work on. And so me setting the, the standard of just, you know what, at least once a week, I'm going to try to just spew, you know, I'm just going to let it all out. You know, whatever comes, comes. If it's me talking about my week, if it's um, me talking about something I'm interested in, if it's a topical episode, whatever comes, comes. Um, I don't have an outline for this one right now. It's just sort of an introduction type thing. I do plan on having people on. Yeah, I have I have this exact same setup times two. So I got another mic. I got another uh boom stand. I got I got the headphones. So <clears throat> for now, maybe for the first handful of episodes, it's probably just gonna be me. But um as part of the the discipline that I was talking about earlier, conversing one on one, face to face is a skill. And being, 
being good at communicating is a skill and I, I want to force myself. I want to put myself into situations where I'm having to think quick and verbalize what I'm trying to say. And, um, I, I live in my head so much, just me as a person. I'm, I'm very much an introvert. I can be pretty reclusive if left unchecked. Um, and I, you know, it's just easier for me to think before I speak, but sometimes I, I think I'm in my head too much. And so, um, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know, I did start a podcast with my friend Levi, um, beginning of this year, actually in February, and we had a nice six month stretch and I learned a lot and I had a really good time doing it. Um, unfortunately it kind of fell apart as things do. Um, you know, all good. I learned a lot, but one thing I definitely took away from that experience of, I think we probably did close to 30, 35 episodes was that kind of a maybe okay I'm just speaking strictly for me but in my world that that's been a lost art is just having real intentional conversations with somebody for an hour for two hours however long um you know the uh I guess monotony of our daily my daily routine my daily schedule um, my daily rhythm, you know, going into work, spending time with my family. Um, I don't know. I guess I just kind of lost that, that skill, lost that art of being intentional about having conversations with people. And there's a lot of value in that. And I think I, yeah, I forgot how important that is. Um, I don't know, even going and sitting at a coffee shop with a friend, um, you know, that used to be like a big part of my life. It's just going and hanging out with my friends and talking. Um, but you know, over the course of the years and life happens and people move on and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, that's something that I've lost, even with the people that are close to me, like my siblings or my parents or, um, you know, my, my close friends that I used to do this with. Um, so this is an opportunity to, to bring that back, um, in some capacity. Uh, there's a lot of people here in town that I really care for and that I want to get input from. I mean, that's an, that's another, um, that's another, I guess, lesson I learned from, from doing the, the previous podcast was that I have so much to learn <laughs> and there's so many different life experiences out there that have, that, and, you know, people have stuff to say and they have good input and they have good advice. And um, 
I want to learn from people. I want to try to understand people more and not just be fed what I'm supposed to think about people from like my phone or my computer or YouTube or whatever it is, other podcasts, you know? Um, yeah, I could, I could literally just go all day with headphones in and just not, <laughs> not interact with anybody. Um, not have conversations that should be had, you know? Um, so, okay. Yeah. I am very excited to start something that is fresh, you know, it's, com it's, it's going to be completely mine, which I think I like, you know, I like control. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about just where I'm at in life right now, you know, give a little summer summary of, um, just what my life looks like right now. Um, again, <laughs> I kind of want to emphasize to people that this podcast is going to be a selfish podcast. Um, and what I mean by that is that this is very much for me. <laughs> and, um, if people tune in, if people listen, if people watch, you know, all the power to you, enjoy yourself, you know, you do you. But I don't want to like cater to an audience. So I'm just going to do what feels right. I'm going to speak about what feels right. And that's probably going to change over the course of this podcast, you know, everything you know you gotta you gotta stay in motion you gotta adapt uh, but I'm just gonna do what feels right and this week what feels right is just giving a little a little summary a little recap of you know maybe this past year or two and um yeah I'm just gonna go for it um so right now I'm 27 years old I am living in Albuquerque, New Mexico with my wife, Emily, and our little son, Aesop. That is A-E-S-O-P. Um, a lot of people question the pronunciation. Uh, and then also my uh, brother-in-law, Hudson, is living at our house right now. Until our second baby comes, which is due in 10 weeks, which is very, very soon. So we got another little boy on the way. I guess we're going with the name Ira. Um, I got to pick out Aesop, and Emily really likes the name Ira. I like it too. Um, it didn't immediately click with me, but as time goes on, I'm liking it, Ira. Ira and Aesop, I think those two names complement each other pretty well. And that's what it's all about, you know, aesthetic, you know. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, uh, we bought a house in February of 2020, right before shit hit the fan, everything went down, you know. And luckily, uh, we were able to get a 
decent ass house, you know, a nice three bedroom, two bath, good part of town, uh, you know, decent sized backyard, garage, you know, all the all the good house stuff. Uh, and we got it for a reasonable dang price right before the freaking real estate market exploded. And so our, uh, you know, our Zillow estimate is looking pretty good right now. It's just kind of nice to know that if we ever had to, I don't think we'll ever sell this house. But if we really had to, we could pocket a nice chunk of change. <laughs> um, so, okay, yeah, we've been in this house for coming up on three years now. What a great house. I'm so thankful for this house. Um it's just like, it's the perfect size. You know, we got the chickens in the back. We got the cats. Um, we got the three bedrooms. And so once Hudson, <clears throat> once he moves out, uh, which, yeah, when the baby comes, uh, I'm going to try to set up this little podcast set up into that third bedroom instead of here in the living room, which, I mean, it's fine here in the living room, you know. Um, but a lot of distractions in this room. Okay, where was I? So I'm working at Whole Foods Market, the one on Indian School in Carlisle, the one with the big arrow in front of it. Uh, it's cool, you know. I've uh, I've I'm coming up on four years. Four years at the Whole Foods grind. I started as just like as like a part-time team member um, in the grocery department, the grocery team, and then I um, accepted a supervisor position uh, for the e-commerce department. So that was um, that was actually peak COVID uh, when online shopping was. Um, you know, becoming more and more of a thing and people wanted to get their groceries, you know, contactless, uh, curbside and stuff. And so at that point, I uh, became the supervisor for all the Amazon shoppers, uh, shopping everybody's online orders. And at the time, there was probably about 30 or 40 shoppers. Um, and there was, you know, of course, there was like a, a leader of that department. I was just a supervisor, but... What an interesting time, you know, um, did that for about six to eight months. Uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Honestly, I, I actually didn't mind that position. Uh, but then COVID, you know, people, the, the, the online shopping started to slow down a little bit. And so I transitioned from a supervisor of the e-commerce department over to the front end. So I was a supervisor for uh, the front end for maybe a year or so. Um, that's just sort of, you know, all the cashiers and all of, you know, and that also included the Amazon shoppers at that point. Um, all the, uh, the, you know, security guard, the housekeepers, all that stuff, taking care of breaks, kind of running the flow of the shift, um, opening up the, drawers and counting money and stuff uh that position you know not for me 
and that's cool. <laughs> I just, it was such a, it was chaotic, honestly. Um, just so much customer service and so much, so much customer interaction and just having to be everybody's problem solver in the, like essentially for the entire store, you're, you're at the customer service desk with a big sign above you that says, how can we help you? And so, you know, from like fixing registers that went down to customer appeasement to, Oh, there's a homeless person coming in the store with a knife, kicking people like, um, (laughs) and then keeping track of breaks and answering the phone calls and doing Amazon returns and all while having to, you know, be, somebody that's you know reliable and dependable and um welcoming you know you don't want to be just that guy that's just like stressed out and pissed off and not able to actually help out with the flow of the shift um so anyway I did that for like a year and Towards the end, I was just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. This is just like not for me. Um, I like the, I really enjoyed kind of like how I'm doing this podcast. Like it was such a, um, like a practice for me of just like, all right, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be everybody's problem solver for eight hours and I don't want to. And you know, you got to close and then you got to do a mid and then you got to open and then you got to open and then you got to close and then you got to mid. It's just like, man, they, yeah, that was a stressful time, stressful position. Um, but it was, it was good for me because, you know, I actually really enjoyed the team that I worked with. Everybody on that team was awesome. And that was like the only good part it was just the people I worked with. Um, but I just knew it wasn't sustainable. So I started, you know, looking at other departments and, um, uh, but maybe like a month after I, I realized I needed to switch spots. I, uh, a produce receiver positioned, uh, produce receiver position opened up and so I talked to that uh, leader of that department. And I was like, yo, talk to me about this produce receiver spot. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a set morning schedule, 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. every single or, or not every day, day but five days a week. Uh, yeah, you're just going to. Uh, so we get, you know, trucks five days a week. Of just all the produce. And my job is to break down all those pallets and put the product in the right spot in like the backstock area so that the stalkers can come and, you know, know where it's at and throw it on the floor. Uh, so, you know, for the most part, it's a back of the house spot, set morning schedule, get to listen to podcasts gets a <laughs> no customer service and so I hopped on that immediately just kind of slid over and it is very physically demanding um who would have thought you know but all that produce uh it's pretty interesting just thinking about the logistics 
of operating a flagship grocery store. Um, but yeah, a lot goes into it, but, uh, yeah, my, you know, humble position in that, um, logistics line is I just break down the load. Um, you know, we got the, uh, power jack to like move pallets around and get it off the truck and throw it in the cooler, break it down. And, um, yeah, the, I, I calculated it one day, uh, just the amount of weight I'm lifting per shift is anywhere from like eight to up to 15,000, 8,000 to 15,000 pounds per shift of just watermelons and potatoes and onions and bananas and just like all this heavy shit, you know? Um, but I actually really like it. <laughs> it's like by far been my favorite position. Uh, just cause I mean, you can't get, you can't beat that, uh, set morning schedule. That has just immediately become my top priority. It's just, I need consistency. I need reliability. I need a set schedule. So, um, you know, I wake up every single day at five, show up at six and then break down freaking pallets of produce for, it usually takes like four to six hours. And then I'll spend like the last couple hours just, you know, helping throw product and stuff. Uh, but recently, uh, within the last week, I have also accepted a part-time receiver position. And so, uh, there's, you know, store receivers who actually receive, um, all the product that comes, you know, through our doors has to go through the receiving department. Um, you know, they're dealing with, with vendors, with, uh, uh, all the different purchase orders and trucks and, you know, local vendors and stuff. And so they're full-time, you know, just receivers. And so, um, I'm going to be doing that part-time alongside my produce receiving position. Uh, so, you know, just this type of work, I think fits, fits me a little bit more, just more logistics based, more back of the house, uh, working with vendors, um, I guess more computer work and stuff. So as opposed to, Hey, how can I help you? Oh, you got an Amazon return. Okay. Let me answer the phone call while I help you out and also ring up this person. And Oh, that person's trying to get in the bathroom and steal. Sh it's like, okay, not for me. I'm going to go to the back of the house. Uh, so that's my whole foods rant, you know, uh, very thankful for whole foods. Um, you know, especially during COVID it was, uh, just nice to have a quote unquote, uh, necessary or what was the terminology? A, um, uh, essential job, essential business. Uh, so that was good. What else? Um, so as of today, actually, in fact, in one hour, I'm going to be starting to roast my own coffee. So, uh, still doing stamina coffee. That's been the, the plan, uh, for a long time now. Yeah. So I'm actually going to be roasting on like a legit roaster. I have a, 
I'll just say a connection here in town to where I can uh, lease out or rent out their roaster for pretty dang cheap. And so I'm just starting with 20 pounds. I got 20 pounds of beans ready to go. And I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be fun just to start my own business, you know, a little coffee roasting business. Uh, What's kind of ironic about that is that I'm actually not drinking coffee at the moment. Um, I have such a... Coffee and I just have such a rocky relationship. You know, it's it's a roller coaster. We always go back and forth, Coffee and I. Uh, but yeah, right now I'm taking it easy. You know, I'm I'm letting off the gas a little bit. Um, I think I'm just, I think I'm realizing that I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine, uh, especially in large quantities. Um, I, I took a week off of coffee like a few weeks ago and I felt pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of supplementing with, uh, with some like black tea and stuff. So, I mean, looking back, I was probably, I was getting less, less caffeine in for sure, but still I was getting, I was ingesting caffeine. Um, and so this time around I'm drinking very very low caffeine content yerba mate tea i looked it up and i think it's like for the tea bags there's around 20 to 30 milligrams of caffeine per bag so i'm really just trying to reduce my caffeine intake and then i i kind of want to just eliminate it altogether i've tried to go cold turkey so many times and you know, this is an addictive substance, (laughs) you know, there's no getting around it. So I'm not drinking coffee. I'm weaning myself off with some, just some lower caffeine content teas. And then hopefully I can just get to a place, which I actually feel like I'm, I'm close. Like I'm actually really close to just not needing it. Um, I say need, you know, maybe quote unquote need. I really don't think I need it at all. It's just such a habitual routine. It's just consuming something hot in the morning that I think is like, you know, giving me a (laughs) a little boost. Uh, You know, so much more goes into energy production and um, energy maintenance than you know, just sipping this seed juice um, periodically throughout the day, Uh, you know, movement and sunlight and water and, you know, sleep and all that have way more to do with your energy levels than however much caffeine or coffee you're drinking. So yeah, trying to trying to start a coffee business while not drinking coffee. Pretty interesting. (laughs) Um, but I think it'll actually give me maybe a clearer perspective on, you know, just what, what it is that is coffee, you know, um, it's crazy just how rampant, I guess just like (laughs) everybody drinks coffee, not everybody, but 
so many people just, I guess, blindly drink coffee and don't think twice about it um, just because it's the most socially acceptable, normalized drug in, like, this culture that we live in. Um, But if I can tap into that, you know, community addiction, (laughs) then maybe I can make a little bit of money. Oh man, money, 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 money. It's, it's tough. That's a tough one. I'm really not trying to be too fixated on making money, but you know, Emily's not working right now. And you know, it's just kind of up to me right now to bring in income for this season, you know, um, once we are done having kids, uh, Emily's going to, uh, I mean, the plan is right now, she's going to, um, become a, a teacher. Um, yeah, once all the kids are in school, she'll, she'll become a teacher. And so, you know, it'll be nice to have two incomes again, but right now, you know, we're, we're, (laughs) we're keeping it tight, you know, um, trimming the fat off of, you know, our loose spending, you know, we're having to be very, very regimented and uh, disciplined with our money spending because, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses in, like, this society we we live in um, you know, our standard of living, you know, just with phone bills and uh, utilities and Wi-Fi and, of course, the mortgage and taxes and just all this stuff. Um, I, I don't even know if it's requirements for living in today's age, but kind of feels like... like y- we need Wi-Fi. We we need like phone service and just like so. All this stuff is um, just based off one ki- one income. It's definitely doable, and you know we're doing it, but we're just having to be really tight with our dis uh, with our budget. Um. So yeah, uh, starting the coffee business, doing the grind at Whole Foods. Um, those are sort of just like things I'm doing for work. Uh, but you know, more to life than work. Uh, what else is there? Um, I've been, you know, people might be interested in this or not, but my podcast, my rules, um, I've been playing God of war. (laughs) God of war Ragnarok just came out, uh, yesterday. And it's, uh, for people that don't know what it is, it's just a PS4, PS5 uh, game that is part of a series that's just, you know, one of the best, most top-tier games you could ever play. Uh, you know, these studios spend years, um, like five to seven years, working on this game. And it's just really fun. You know, I've just... I've started playing it last night um and 
I don't know. I just kind of wanted to say I've been playing this video game because it's on my mind, you know. Um, I, I kind of enjoy playing video games. You know, that's kind of a nice way for me to relax. It's kind of a nice stress reliever. But, you know, with anything in life, you can't just spend all day playing video games, you know. If, but if you use it as like a reward mechanism um, for after you know, all your responsibilities are done, you know, you've worked your ass off all day, you've, you've come home, you've cooked dinner, you spent some time with the family, you've cleaned up, you've done the dishes, you've fed the chickens, um, you know, just normal maintenance life stuff. It's really enjoyable for me to just kick back and play some video games. And I've kind of been wondering why, like, what is it about video games that I'm kind of drawn to and I've um I was actually you know looking back at my life and I think video games have actually played a pretty like a bigger role than I had originally thought but they've actually played a, a pretty big role in my life um you know some of my earliest memories are playing roller coaster tycoon uh, you know, with my siblings on our family computer um, and like, yeah, with my dad and then, <clears throat> uh, yeah, just playing computer games and um, playing um, like getting a GameCube and going over and playing N64 and stuff. There was a podcast I listened to. Uh, it was a Ezra Klein podcast and he was talking about... Um, he was just talking about games with uh, this guy. I don't remember. But they were primarily talking about board games, but they were also kind of talking about video games too. But it's just, it's an interesting topic of just why do human beings enjoy games? And they were sort of talking about how you're sort of entering into this set of rules for a given amount of time. Um, and you're entering into this world of predictability when, you know, real life and, that, you know, our everyday lives are anything but, you know, it's just so unpredictable. Or we just live in a, you know, a society of, you know, there's kind of a lot of chaos. Uh, but, Maybe, I don't know if it is checking out or not, but regardless, you're entering into this pre-established set of guidelines and rules and there's, you know, you kind of, ex you can kind of expect the outcome you're going to get, you know, with your input. And there can be some absolutely incredible storytelling, um, in my experience, uh, through video games. Um, and I think especially more and more, um, I think the industry at large is actually, you know, it's definitely behind the curve of, you know, it's behind movies and television and, um, I guess books, <laughs> not even books. That's a whole other thing. But, um, if you, uh, of course, if you play the right like story, like first person story driven video games, there's some 
awesome storytelling and some like really cool experiences to be had. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing God of War. That's been really good. Um, and I'll just kind of move on. That's kind of all I have to say about that, you know. Okay. I kind of think that's all I want to say for this week, you know. This is just sort of me getting the ball rolling. Um, again, yeah, I don't really have any sort of um, outline or guide for this episode, but maybe uh, for upcoming episodes, I'll sort of, I'll probably do a uh, episode on my my health journey. <laughs> um, I know, pe- you know, some some people might be curious about that. Um, I kind of want to, you know. You know, every episode will probably be different, but I kind of do want to have an overall theme of focusing on health and wellness, um, health and wellness, and then whatever else comes up, you know, health and wellness, and then some, but maybe anchored on living a healthy life, living a healthy, balanced life, and answering some questions about physical health and um, maybe even spiritual spirituality and you know mental health all the good stuff you know I'm kind of living in an existential crisis at all times you know and that just kind of comes with having kids um, kind of just flips your world life is just so different than what I thought it was going to be you know um but yeah, I'm I'm very 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 excited, and I just wanted to get the ball rolling. Um, so I'm guessing I'll probably be posting. Yeah, probably on Thursdays. Yeah, I'm gonna aim for. I'm gonna try my best to do once a week. Um, I think consistency is very very important with building something, and I do want to build something, but I also don't want it to like control my life, you know, because there's more things that are important than this. Okay, so I'm going to go get everything ready for this coffee roasting excursion I'm going to jump on. Uh, But thank you for listening. If you did, if you didn't, then you didn't listen. And I have no reason to thank you. Um look forward to I mean, look forward <laughs> do whatever you want you know i'm gonna be doing this once a week if you want to tune in cool if not you know i really hope that <laughs> you're listening to something that's bringing you happiness you know all right everybody have a good day this is the peacekeeper podcast and we'll see you next week bye